Today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about how you can be a good employee if you want to be. And you do. We want you to be. We do. Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are so glad you have joined us and we have joined you wherever you are. We're talking about women and work. As you all know, we want your workplace to be meaningful, fun, joyous, and exciting. And that's what we talk about. We talk about how to make that happen for you in your own workplace. So thanks for joining us. We want you to achieve nirvana. Ideally. At work. (laughs) At least once in a while. (laughs) Every once in a while, it wouldn't be bad. Just a little glimmer. Like, just... A little glimmer of nirvana. Let's just have a little... A couple of sparks of joy. How about you? You got some joy going on today? I got a lot going on today. Kind of my hair standing on end a little bit. I got two things, good and bad. Where should I start? I love that you call this cranked up. I'm cranked up. Cranked up. You're cranked up. Not on crank. No, I'm not on crank. You're just cranked up. Good and bad. I'm going to go with the frustrating one first. Okay, so... In my family, we love sports. Like, we don't consider sports screen time. I love that. You told sports me Sports is one, not Jack. screen time. Like, my kids can watch as much soccer or tennis or even, honestly, I'll tell you the truth, football. It's not screen time in our house. Sports are not is screen golf, time. Is golf a sport? For my dad, but not for the rest of us. It is, a, it is background noise for a nap, but that's it. Oh, heck yeah. Golf is background noise <laughs> for a nap. Anyway, no, I was, I was watching the Indian Wells tennis tournament which is this wonderful tournament right outside of Palm Springs, really great. And I was watching the commentators, and they have men and women. And I was watching it with the sound muted, like when I was exercising. Yeah, sure. And I'm watching it, and the dude keeps talking. The man who is commentating will not stop talking. And with the sound off, you're just watching the I'm watching him, and then the woman, who's actually a woman of color, is like trying to get a word in edgewise. And then I did a little experiment because I was so, like, zip it, right? Make some room. Get out of the way. Why do you got to take everything? Like, why do you think you're the center of the universe and what you have to say? And because we like sports, we have all the sports channels, like ESPN, we have everything. And it plays 24-7, right? So I was mad. Do you split screen it or whatever? No, I went around looking at all of the sports channels because they all have women, typically beautiful women, but they do now have women. These ladies cannot get a word in edgewise. It's killing me. Oh, my gosh. Really? Yes. It's so frustrating. I'm like, I really want to hear what they have to say. And all these dudes just speak over them. So everybody out there, I want you to make this observation. Are the dude sports commentators shoving out the women's sports commentators? And let us know at yougettowork at gmail.com. Y-O-U-get-to-work at gmail.com. So I'm going to stop ranting. I'm done with that. I love that. First of all... You're, it cracks me up that you don't consider sport, watching sports, screen time. No. But I, when you figure something out like this and you start drilling down no, into I it. I went on a little exploration. And then, you, and then you realize, oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. And in fact, now this is making me upset. I feel like this year for me, even, I think maybe even just in the last six months when you and I have been doing a lot of research for this show, I am looking around. I am upset a lot. Yes. I'm not only seeing the sports commentators over-talking women. I feel like I'm mansplained half the time. I'm walk, trying to walk a straight line on a sidewalk, and I have to bump into guys. That happened to me in the grocery store. I was like, get the I heck was like, out why of the do you way? get the space? Like, why do I have to move so you can get the space? Yeah, what the heck is up with that? Just, like, there's so much of that that I'm almost getting hostile about it. 
Anyway, so yes, I'm glad we started with that. Get that out of the way. I don't want to bury it, but I do think that you had some positive. You had another, you had an alternative. I did have another. I had a, I, I said to you, is I, had, I had, a, had a negative. That was my negative, And I had a really positive experience. So this morning I was a moderator for the town hall for Senator Deborah Lekanoff, who's the 40th district senator in the state of Washington. Wonderful woman. About 50 people came and it was like democracy in action, right? She talked about the environment and jobs and education. And as you know, in this part, the northwest corner of our of our country, we care very deeply about the orcas and kind of what's happening with them. And it was just a really fun and inspiring. I was like, democracy, right? Is right. I'm mainlining democracy. People this, showing up. And you were, and it was the first Native American woman. Yes, Deborah Lakanoff is the first na- Native American woman. I thought it was Lakanoff. She didn't care. That's so funny. You know, it's like me and Kirsten Kristen, Kirsten. Like, I don't care either. Call me whatever. And your name is like that. Queen, I got well, yeah. I've been Corina, Corina, or Karina, Karina. my whole life. You know, but when, as an employer, if you couldn't spell my name right on a resume, I wouldn't even look at it. It'd go in the trash bin. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I don't know. Okay, so I know that's not even what we're supposed Karina. to. Oh, wait. It is kind of what we're talking about today, what makes a good employee. I love the way that you just brought those two things together. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't, keep, I can't Before talk about myself. Before we leave the name game, you know, I want to make a suggestion for those of us with difficult names, right? When I go to Starbucks and they say, what's your name? Or get a coffee somewhere, what's your name? And I say, Kirsten, they go, well, how do you spell that? And I'm always like, I don't care. Yeah. It's a coffee. However you want to spell it's fine. So I changed my name. To what? Stella. Oh, how do you spell it? Yes, no, nobody asked. <laughs> almost I almost did it. did it, but nobody asked me. When I say Stella, they're like, okay. Nobody ever says, how do you spell that? The problem is, is that all the people I order from think I'm Stella. Yes, I love that. And they call me that in the street. I'm going to start calling you Stella. Stella, it's good to see you. And then recently, somebody said to me, why does your credit card not say Stella? Oh. I'm like, I've given it to you like 50 times. I love that. That's your alternate uh, my personality. Persona, I'm going to have to come up. I'm going to stay tuned for my alternate yeah, name. I can't decide. Krina is easier. Krina is easier, but Krina. people call me Krina. They do Krina, that. They, they can't figure out the C-R-I-N-A. It's Trina with a C. How hard is that? How hard is that? And how do you spell it? Just C-R-E-E-E-E-N-A. <laughs> <laughs> okay, back on topic. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah, resume. So this, I'll, I want to say this practice of taking a look at details and spelling and use of the English language in resumes. And I used to be very, very um, picky about that, and especially my name and then the name of the organization. You know, like, you got to get the details right if you want to get in the front door. However, I recently found out that that is one of the common employment practices that people of privilege, like myself, employ. That systematically eliminates people who use English as a second language or may have other things going on. Like, because I'm focusing so much on how you present yourself in writing, I systematically eliminate some people who who are be able to present mm -hmm. in a very positive way in a different environment. Absolutely. So that was kind of a learning for me. Especially if the job isn't just about writing. No. Right? If you're going to be an editor... Probably get the names yeah, right. Yeah, if you're going to be a copy editor, let's make sure that there aren't any mistakes in your resume. But if I need somebody to be a, a presenter or work on, you know, whatever, legislative team or 
um, work on community act community yeah, activism, something like, like that, engaging like, people. Yeah. Not, and yeah, so I thought that was real interesting. Like, oh wait, I was using my expectations, my unrealistic expectations. Like I said, maybe if if I had to put a resume together in another language that wasn't my primary language, I'm pretty sure I'd be making mistakes too. We would be making a lot of mistakes. It's a really interesting thing to think about from our place of privilege. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, today's topic is how, what makes a good employee. And I would have said years ago, you get the details right when you're talking to me, but now I'm going to take that one back. But the reason we're talking about this today, which I think is even more cool than my name. No, (laughs) there's nothing cooler than my name. Is why we're talking about it. Because we had a, a listener, which I, we love our listeners. We love our listeners. Don't forget our email, Y-O-U, you get to work at gmail.com. Yeah, we love to hear from you. So we had a listener hear our show about getting what you want, asking for what you want. And they were sort of, they heard something that to them was revolutionary. We were talking about how... We love employees who can identify what their wants and needs are and that are willing to ask for them because they communicate those to, they us. Communicate those to us because we want to retain you. If, you know, if you're a good employee, we want to retain you. We want to be given the opportunity to meet your needs. And this was a revolutionary idea and really transitioned how this person thinks about advocating for themselves or asking for things that they want. And they said, well, if that's a secret that I hadn't even thought about, what are other things that make a good employee? And this is, it is not uncommon, I have found this, for folks not to get feedback from their bosses, right? This is a real big problem that employees have, bosses that do not give concrete, clear feedback. And you're trying to figure out how is it that I be a good employee? And Karina and I are going to talk today where we're talking from our vantage points as bosses and employers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is unique, right? We don't always come at every conversation from that position, but we had a listener ask, okay, let's pretend that let's put ourselves in our boss brain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let's start with the obvious. Yeah. Let's start with like the obvious that we all know, but just to get some ground. Let's get some ground. That sounds great. Yeah. So let's start with the obvious things like be on time. That one's pretty easy. It's be on time. If you got to be there at nine, be there at nine. Uh, be, be, Be like ready for work, like have a good night's sleep. If you have, you know, had a lot to drink the night before, make sure you take a shower so you don't reek of alcohol, right? <laughs> don't come to work drinking, right? Don't come to work under the influence. I still can't believe people do that. Be, uh, By the way, I have that happen once a week. As In my job as a lawyer, I have somebody call me once a week because somebody has showed up to work under the influence of a substance. So just, let's just start there. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't even that. know what to say. Here we are recording you this, and I'm just like dumbfounded. You went blank on me. You I was just trying to once a week. Especially when you drive a vehicle. That's particularly bad. Yeah. Hey, if you're a truck driver, <laughs> let's lay off the lick licks before lay you got to go. Lay off the hooch, friends. <laughs> but we don't want to talk. We don't want to spend a ton of time on the obvious stuff. It's it, like do the job you were hired to do and show up on time, right? Those are the basics. Be appropriate. Mm-hmm. Don't show up in your Daisy Dukes when you got to be selling that house. Right? I'm saying don't show up in your Daisy Dukes, which for people who don't know are short, 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 shorts. Super short shorts. 
Unless that's part of your job. Unless that's part of your job. And yeah. that is good for you. Unless you work at Hooters. Which is fine, too. Great. That's good. Welcome. Still, you should be showing up on time. Still, you should be on time and with no hooch. <laughs> Leave the hooch behind. But the, aside from the obvious stuff, I think there are some, like, little secrets to the secrets of the trade, right? Like, the things that – I don't know if you've, if you've ever looked around. So, now I'm saying you, the employee. You look around and you think, why does – that person seemed to be in good the good graces of the boss, and I'm not. What are they doing that I'm not doing? Why is somebody getting a promotion? Why is somebody getting a raise? Why isn't somebody getting laid off? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why are they getting great assignments? Right. What is the going on? Why are they I'm so happy? Too, yeah. What, why are they having such a great experience at work, and I'm not? They're on the hooch. That's why. No, no, no. No, they're not, <laughs> Karina. That's the point. Yeah, right. So let's talk about those. What else do we want? In addition to the basics, we've already established we want people to be able to identify what their wants are and come to us with them. We want people, we want employees to be able to ask for what they want. Can't always guarantee you'll be able to meet their needs, but knowing what their needs are is very, very important. Um, But what else? So a big one for me, and this is because I think it's because I'm in law, and so there are kind of lots of questions out there and lots of places to find answers, right? So for me, good employees identify issues and they create solutions and then they come to me for feedback. They just don't come to me with a problem. This is a problem. They've actually thought it through and they've identified some solutions. I'm sure you had that in your experience. Yeah, I did. And in fact, I had one employee who, so I made a habit of trying to have a check-in you know, a conversation one-on-one for up to an hour with each one of my direct reports once a week, which, which took is a-, a great practice, very time-consuming, but honestly, it's such a good practice for all those people who are bosses out there checking in with your, just giving people some time and some space. Yeah. And what it really did, it did a couple of things for me. Number one, it eliminated a lot of the knocking on the door, interrupting me stuff. Because anything that wasn't urgent could be saved, and they knew the next time we were going to meet. Okay, I don't have to, you know, so people could come to my office once a week with a list. And it also provided just one-on-one camaraderie, right? I built some social capital with my direct reports or with with the staff. I don't like the my staff. That always bothered me. They're not mine. They worked for the organization. Anyway. um, People for whom you were responsible to supervise. That's a, yeah, that's a mouthful. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm but, good with the mouthful. But the, the uh, this one particular woman would spend would spend some portion of each month weekly check in, bringing me issues that she saw, problems that she saw, and I started to not. I started to kind of get. I don't know. Not, I didn't look forward to our check-ins anymore because I didn't feel like we were solving any problems. She was just bringing them all to me and then leaving for you to solve for me to solve and then leave, and I told her, I finally told her, hey, you know what, I don't have the capacity. If every single person who came in here and sat down with me for an hour a week just left me a list of problems I needed to solve, A, I don't have time, I don't have time. B, I'm not in the position to solve a lot of these. I'm not working with the other folks day to day. I'm not working with the systems that need a fix. I'm not and, you know, your priorities may not be mine. They may be important to you, and you may actually have an opportunity to fix them. So if you want to bring me the problems that you see and propose solutions and propose how you might be involved in implementing the solutions, you just create this beautiful gift for me. 
And I can think, help you think it through a little bit or see where I might have a part or see who else might be able to play a role. But to I, I asked her, please move beyond just the list of problems. I can't handle it. It's crushing. And she was... Was she receptive she to that? She was receptive. She had no idea that that was all loud, quote unquote. You know, she said, and she's later told me about how that was kind of a revolutionary idea to her as an employee. That she would not just come to you with the problem or the issue, but that she would create a solution as well. Yeah, and that she had license to create the solution, you know, and it shifted her. Well, actually, you directed her to. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just about license and allowing. It was like, no, you need to do this. Yeah, but for her, she she didn't see that as her yeah. place to solve it. She saw it as my place to solve it. And that's one of the, oh, it was such a great gift. Just like, no. For both you, of you. For both of us. And if here's the thing, too. It's like this idea about agency. Mm-hmm. You have agency to think. Yeah. You have agency to think. You might not have agency to implement, but you certainly have agency to think and to propose solutions. And you probably have a perspective that your boss or supervisor doesn't have. You absolutely do. So I love that. So identify the problems. Feel free. But if there's an opportunity to identify solutions. solutions. You know, it's interesting on this. You have that experience with that issue. I have a slightly different one. When I have people come to me with requests for solutions to problems, what I do, because of I, it's, I think this comes back to my legal training, I just ask them questions until they create their own solution. You're brilliant at that. No, I'm just like, honestly, most of the time it's because I don't know the answer. <laughs> I just make it up. I mean, honestly, I'll make anything up. I'll make any decision you want me to. It's probably, it yeah, I'll just make it up. No, I just keep asking questions that don't know the answer. And then they get that. And then after a while, they start figuring it out. If you go talk to Kirsten, she's going to ask you questions. Yeah, and you're training, and so you're training. Sometimes you're training people to, to do it themselves. Yeah, well, yeah, to think in a different way. And I don't or leave ask, them. Inquire. I don't like leave them alone. I don't like shove them out the door without a solution, right? But I try and get them to create their own solution. But it would be much easier for me. It wouldn't have to go through that process. Yeah, if somebody would say, "Hey, I saw this, and here's the approach." It's an I, easier I'm take. employee to manage if I don't have to do that work for them. Yeah, you know, was, I was talking to my husband about this topic about what makes a good employee because he's had lots of employees over the years too and his big one was kind of in this issue but I did I didn't phrase it this way he said innovator yeah he's like I really want somebody who's an innovator in the workplace who tells me how to do it better yeah who takes and he would even say an ownership interest okay not that they actually uh own it but they take an interest in saying I am a part of this. I'm going to make this happen. And so he would say, for him, the big thing is an innovator, which I think is very much like this. Yeah. I Seeing think an issue, solution, change. I love that innovator idea. Mm-hmm. And you have to be a relatively secure boss to have people taking ownership of the you know, innovation and, and, uh, and suggestions for change, right? Because there are some bosses who are total control freaks. So I think this, uh, you know, we're coming from our perspective of relatively secure and open, open, interested. Yeah. yeah. But I do think there's always this time to say, I mean, if you, anytime you do this, you approach it gently. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about, or I'm wondering about, or I saw this and I will be really clear when I say those words, that's woman speak. Oh uh, yeah. Right. But any person, I mean, that. but it's also very effective for dealing with a boss. It can be difficult, man, woman, mm-hmm. or other, right? I mean, yeah. it's yeah, just, you got to soften it a yeah, little bit. Soften which, your approach a little bit. You know, presenting something new. I didn't have, I'd never been able to soften my approach. That's I just not had to true, be a Karina. boss. You're getting there. Oh, it is true. I'm working on it. So here's another one truth teller. Oh, the truth teller. Yeah. And so that's my big one. Is it? Big, my big one is the truth teller. Do not 
tell me a lie. Well, my gosh, especially as an attorney, right? Like if you have, you need to, I mean, this maybe is more for your clients. I think it's more personal, actually. I think it's, I understand why it's, maybe I've gravitated to my work because of it, but that is my big thing. Like, do not lie because then nobody knows which end is up. Nobody knows what the facts are. No. No one knows what to believe. No one knows if they, like, if you do not tell your boss the truth and you're in some kind of a disciplinary process, they are going to be like, how do I know this person is going to improve when they're telling me these other things? I mean, they're upside, you're upside down. Yeah, but even if you're a good employee, not even in a disciplinary process or whatever, the person who acknowledges, hey, that thing I was supposed to finish, I'm behind on. Like, I would so much rather know the truth and be able to manage it, manage around it, than be told, than be shined on, you know? I, I know a lot of people who struggle with that. Um, I don't know if it's clarity of my, like, they... Or they responsibility or clarity or whatever, but it is figure out what the truth is and tell it. Yeah, it's okay. It's just, even if it's hard to say, tell the truth. It's foundational. I didn't make my sales quota. Oof. Like, I'm just going to have to, you know, like, let's deal so with painful. that. Right? We didn't raise enough money. I didn't. And by the way, people know it. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you tell somebody you're not going to meet your sales quota, they're going to know it in about three days anyway. Yeah, let's soften the blow. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's work together. And, that, and, and frankly, let's work together on a solution. Or maybe you have a solution. Tell the truth and then. Give the solution. Give the solution. Yeah. It's really difficult to trust someone who doesn't tell the truth. It's, it's a- really difficult. And that's part of working together is having trust that you're going to do what you're going to do and I'm going to do what I say. You know, everyone's going to do what they say they're going to do. That's how it all works, right? Yeah. What about being positive? This one is interesting. I had Ooh, a, yeah. I had a former, well, all my employees are former employees at this point because I'm a shop of one. But I had a former employee who... You're a firm of one. I'm a firm of one. I'm one firm. I had an employee who told me one time, I know you like everything to be roses, and unicorns and rainbows. But, you know, and I thought, wait a minute. No, I don't. Roses, unicorns, and rainbows. Yeah, and I I thought, no, I don't. I just err on the side of, I want people to be as positive as possible. I don't like it when people are, like, complain just for the sake of complaining. I don't want an employee who is, you know, snarly and pissed off or upset at the world. I don't, I don't want to be around somebody who puts a negative spin on everything. It's it's really interesting. If you chart a path forward, right? And this is, we just came off this comment about truthfulness, right? So it's one thing to tell the truth about something. Here's our strategic plan. And then you say, well, that's based on these numbers and those are incorrect, Right? That's about truth-telling. Yeah. But once the plan is set, if you run around saying it's never going to work, it's never going to work, it's never going to work, that is not helpful to anybody. Do you have somebody like that? Do yes. You know somebody? Well, we're lawyers. We are like that. We, are, we don't think anything's going to work. That's our job is to think nothing works. Like if lawyers were having to run the businesses of the world, nothing would ever happen. So what's it like to be around that, to be around people who are are you like as a boss though do you have an employee that's not positive not anymore Mm -hmm. and I didn't get rid of them they just went on to something else they have an impact on the whole your demeanor or attitude has a huge energetically like your energy in the workplace carries over to more than you yeah. So this about being positive or finding the positive, it's still tell the truth. We're not telling you not to tell the truth, 
right? No. Like, to be positive. And it's fascinating that the person that told you rainbows and unicorns and roses, wow, they yeah. must have been super negative. They were. They were pretty down, pretty down. Hard to be around. Yeah, hard and hard to get things done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in fact... We know that a positive attitude makes problem solving easier, that it actually transitions something in your brain so that you're, frankly, better at... And more solution-oriented. More solution-oriented and better at doing your job. And think about it as an employee. Like, if you're trying to do something and somebody is standing next to you saying, that's never going to work, like, how does that make you feel? Yeah. No. It makes me want to punch him in the face. We do a lot of punching in the face here, unfortunately. It's one of those phrases that just has such a visual. It did. But I've never punched anyone in I'm the so face. I'm so glad to hear that. That's good that we don't have assault. <laughs> no glad assault. No assault and battery. Okay, what else? One of my other favorites is lifelong learner. Like, I love people that, like, really dig in and want to learn things and come to me and say, I found this class. This is a great class to do this. I know we're heading in this direction. So people that are really interested in learning stuff or bring stuff to me that's like, oh, have you seen this? I just want to do a backflip, which is, of course, impossible for me. But I want to do one anyway. I want to see you do a backflip. It's just, you know, people that bring this kind of energy to work, it's just infectious. And you know... You look around and you know exactly who those people are in your mm-hmm. workplace. You're like, oh, that's right. That person is positive. It's, you know, it's funny. What we're not talking about the best employees get all of their work done on time and you know head down and crank it out, crank it out, crank it out. It's like, no, the best employees are great people to be around. They're invested in the work that they're doing. They're invested in themselves and the organization of the company or the business. They're they're, self, positive. they're positive. They're, they're self-aware willing to enough. pitch in. Yes. They're, they're willing to do things outside of their job description to make it all happen. Yeah. And right? and they're they're willing to tell you the truth. And they're secure enough to know, well, hey, sometimes, you know, I'm not perfect and I'm going to engage. You know, there's one other one, though, which we haven't touched on, which is good employees don't let all of the crazy shiz. Can we say shiz? I'm going to say it. Don't let shit about yourself distract others from your or their work. Yeah. Right? Like, don't get into this distraction. Like, don't bring your drama. You know, don't, you know, wear clothes that are distracting. Don't, you know, set your desk up in the way is distracting. Don't cook fish in the microwave. Oh, man, that's so bad. So let's just, I'm going to make that positive. Great employees. Okay. Don't. Great employees cook only food in the microwave that doesn't smell like nasty fish. Great employees are cognizant of the impact of their behavior or what they say or how their desk is or the or the amount of, you know, piles of, you know, whether or not their hoarding tendencies are, you know, daylighted or good employees are aware this of those things. This is a great example of the difference between Karina and me. She's going to turn this into a positive and I'm just going to be direct and says, don't let this stuff distract people. No, because I'm all full of rainbows and unicorns over here. I know, you got rainbows and unicorns, man. You know me, I'm prancing around in the poppies. Absolutely, you're <laughs> prancing in the poppies. No, but seriously, this is a really important one. Don't let stuff about you distract yourself or others from your work. Yes, yeah. Stay on top. Yes, I love that one, and I can I can already think about. It. I, mean, I can think about the people who are just you just always count on them. They're pre- they're they're predictable enough. I'm not saying they're boring. I'm not saying that they don't they're not lively or they don't make mistakes. No, they don't. But I'm just saying they're predictable. They're appropriate. They're 
lovely in every yeah. way, practically perfect. And in every people way. that you want to be around, right? That's another thing. It's like creating relationships at work with others is a really great thing because it creates more continuity and collegiality and relationships that make the workflow faster. So I like employees who work with me to have relationships with other people in the workplace. Like I really like that. It, yes. And You're it is funny. At me. Well, I'm laughing because I, as a former boss who had a lot of people coming and going on a fair number of interns, I would get so nervous around the interns because I wouldn't know what to say and I would forget their names. Because they, they I wouldn't work with them so regularly, and yeah, I and loved, they don't stay very long. Oh, they don't stay very long, right. and I loved the ones who just like you know bellied on up to the coffee pot and said, "Hey, how's it going? That was a great staff meeting, or whatever." Like, of course they. Oh, that's interesting. Because what you're saying is just because you're the boss does not mean that you always know exactly what to say. No. So thank you to the employee who like steps in and has the conversation and breaks the ice. Yes. And oh, that's I, such a great story. I can think about several intern girl, young girls or young women who I was just so impressed by. I was impressed by their, like, just they squared their, their shoulders and they walked right up to me. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, I feel. I want to be around you. I want to be around you. I want to be around you. Yeah, like I went from feeling awkward because I can't remember your name to loving you and wanting to, you know, put you on staff. So <laughs> I'm not saying pander to your boss, but yeah, be. Be who you are and be willing to build relationships that with your boss and others, with right? Your boss yeah, and I was kind of others. focusing on others, and you focus on the boss, which is a really great. Thank you. You're great. You're great. You're great. Hey, what kind of a um, employee do you think you would be? Do you know? I have to tell you, I am a really. I like to be of service. Like that is my calling in life. Yeah, I love to be of service, and so I'm a. That makes a really good employee, right? Like I want to help people. I want to solve problems. I want it to be fun. I want it to be nice, right? So I feel sometimes like I'm a better employee than I am a boss. Honestly, yeah, I do. So you're it. You're our model employee. I would be the. Te- I was a terrible employee. That's not true. I used Karina. to get written up all the time. No, you didn't. Bad attitude. No. No, it's not true. But I do feel much more comfortable in a leadership position than and I'm I did. comfortable in either. But I think that's because I just want to be I just yeah, it's much more comfortable. So I don't know where I'm going with that other than I, I want to mention one more thing before we leave this topic. Okay. Which is use your boss's time wisely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I think that's one of the most use important Use your boss's ones. time wisely. Be respectful of their time and acknowledge that it's limited. Because what you are seeing even and if what you're not they think it is. Yeah, it's true. Because what you are seeing and what you are experiencing is not the only thing that your boss is thinking about. There's a million, there are a million other things. Okay, so I think we're wrapping up. I think we're golden. I think we've given the secrets to the to the listener. To the And by the way, sorry your sorry your boss doesn't give you this feedback already. Yeah. BT dubs. Yeah, pass it on. Pass it on to other people that you like. Because you're going to have more fun, have more meaning, and have a better experience if you do these things. Yeah, get to work. Be swear. A, be a great swear. employer. Pinky swear you. Yeah, we. <laughs> I was thinking, are you asking me to say cuss words? I weren't No, I want to pinky swear you about this is going to work for people. This will Including work. Exciting, meaningful, exciting, joyous work. This will work. You got to just love it. Get to it. Have a great week. Be positive. Have great fun at work. Use your own time wisely. Take care. Be a good employee. Bye. Well, that was fun. If you liked that episode, find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Also take a look at our website at yougettowork.com. Thanks for listening. Crean and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded at community-powered KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham, Washington, and streaming at kmre.org. And thanks to our sound engineer, Kevin Leja. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin.